Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV, and more specifically, our new episode format, Pitch Town TV, where one of the Binge Town members or a special guest comes on to pitch the pilot of their favorite show. Today, we have a full roster on deck. We've got Luke and myself as the vets, B Toms and producer Dave as the rooks, and our special guest, friend of the pod, and the pitch queen herself, my girl julia rob now julia tell us what are you pitching us today hi, hi. Well, i didn't realize it was supposed to be my favorite show mm, no it's not i just okay. well you know it's like a show they really like yeah. is too wordy so uh, okay. what is your favorite show though God. what is your favorite show lost i, I do love lost <laughs> i mean i don't know i'm i'm one of the types that i just return to old favorites especially in the year 2020 slash 2021 so game of thrones oh yeah that, that's probably that's it. That's probably a safe bet. Respect. Yeah. Respect. That's I have not. I rewatched it all except the very last episode <laughs> because I don't want to have rewatched it all. Yeah. Hate when things Approved. end. Yes, exactly. Um, but today I'm bringing you the pilot episode of Netflix's The OA. Ooh, mm. baby. When we talked about Pitch Town and Ideas, this was one of the first ones we threw out. One, because I was dying to do a rewatch. Me and Luke absolutely love the show as well. I think for our Netflix original bracket as well, me and you were, were diehard yeah. stands for this show. We were mm-hmm. fighting for it. I think we're the only two that have seen it on the podcast, right? Yeah. Jimmy hasn't seen it yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's this. Paul may have seen it. There's something special about the OA, and I was telling Brian this before we got on the podcast, where if you find someone that has seen this show and you talk with them about it. It's not the same thing as finding someone that's watched Game of Thrones oh, it's so exciting. or Queen's Gambit or something like that. It's if you find somebody that has watched the OA, this is its own category of fandom where you just start gushing. Doing, doing the movements. Um, yeah. was, when we were back in the office, I had a buddy who I convinced to watch it. And I don't know if he really liked it or not, but yeah. Man, you should have I was <laughs> I don't know how we haven't learned the movements and and of course the works have no fucking idea no what we're clue, talking sorry. about, but it is iconic. Yes, absolutely iconic. Let's give some peripherals about this show real quick, um, just so everyone that's listening has an idea of where we're going. This is a currently it's a currently on Netflix It's a two season show, eight episodes apiece. Yeah. And the main character of this show, her name is Britt Marling. She is also the writer of the show, mm-hmm. along with someone else that she met. I can't remember. Off the top of my Zal, Zal Batman. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a name um, for sure. But I, when I found out that she wrote it as well, I was like, this is dope because it is its own fucking brand of weird. And it's, um, she could only play it. I feel like because she wrote it and she knows the weird intricacies of it. Yeah. So she wrote that it was originally supposed to be five seasons and she had it all written yeah. before Netflix mm-hmm. even picked it up. So she had it done front to back. She knew exactly what she wants to be portraying in the first early seasons to pay off in the season, you know, four and five. So that's why I think that's, that's part of the reason it stands out to me. I think she just crushes it and she knows exactly what she's going for. But unfortunately, just to break the news, if you haven't already heard the OA has been canceled after two seasons and it wasn't because of a lack of fandom. It was, it had something to do with the production costs because I think the OA was one of the original Netflix shows that had like a backlash once it got canceled on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. big time. Save, hashtag save the OA. That yeah. was one of the biggest ones first. So it has such a diehard fandom that once you guys watch this, you'll you'll understand why. It's just probably one of the most creatively unique shows ever written ever. Hi, Dave here. I'm a rook on this show. And <laughs> I would like to say that, yes, I was getting a lot of like Stranger Things vibes. Like, I really like this kind of show where, or like movie where you're like thrown into a plot that you don't really understand and you have to like wait the whole season almost, it seems like, to figure out what's going on. 
and I always enjoy watching these kinds of shows. But yeah, I was getting like Stranger Things vibes a little bit, but way better, I think, in my mind. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that because it does centralize a lot of the storytelling around like a host of in this case high school and stranger things they're what like middle school age yeah but um i think that yeah for sure tethers it to that kind of i think it's that exactly that they're just older and it just feels less i guess just that presence just makes it feel less childish i thought you were gonna say because like the oa and um 11 are such like mystery characters i thought that's why you were gonna say like it's eccentric around someone where you're like what the fuck is up with this person because the first five minutes i was watching at lunch at work today and i was like i have insane chills like i've seen the show before and i'm acting like i haven't it's, yeah. it was hit after hit the moment you find out that she used to be blind and she's not anymore like i'm a sick fuck and i really love like um kidnapping stories <laughs> or like something like that like something where someone's been gone for years and years and years and now you kind of see how their psyche was affected like you know what yeah. i mean something like that i love that and the weird like sci-fi spin on this is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Toms, give us what was your just first instinct on what the show was or what, what you thought of it, at least. I really wasn't anticipating anything. I, but after episode one, there's nothing really that comes to mind that I can compare it to. It mm-hmm. kind of I can already see the elements that they're playing with, obviously, like sci-fi, but supernatural, like heavenly forces are play and there's so much mystery surrounding this character of the OA she already has three names Nina Prairie the OA oh, like man, which so is good. she I know. oh my god it's drawing oh me in god. for more yeah I I don't know what to say I don't think I'm supposed to know what to think yet do you yeah. have any guesses as to what OA means so that's the one thing I knew coming into god, this is that no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We're not gonna say. I have no idea. And nothing else. <laughs> I was it's... thinking of like uh, something like AI, like artificial mm. intelligence, like something like mm. omnipotent something. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's what I was. Put thinking it on of. the board because yeah. this is in stone. What I do you just, want? All, omnipotent was the only one that I could think of. I could like. If you guessed it, I'd be shook. And I feel like it's really obvious. No, that's because of, from the pilot, you don't no idea what she's what she's about. All right spoken as someone who's seen the entire <laughs> series it's so obvious what the oa stands for yeah. no and actually now that we're talking about it i'm a little bit upset that i do know what it stands for because it definitely is driving kind of the connections that are already forming yeah. in my head because okay. i know what those two words yeah are. it literally is like the main question i have here is like what yeah. does the oa mean is it actually a name or does it represent something i will be and honest like, she with reincarnated you. as someone like mm. It was weird because okay. it was weird because if we're getting wow. right into the theories, then I'm just she remembered her original life, which I'm going to say is Nina. I'm going to call it Nina her original life, and then she came out of this coma, missing period of her fit, like her life, and was instantly just like kind of sub- forgetful of everything else. I mean, she did have those memories we find out, but like I don't know, she it felt like she was just reincarnated. She wasn't. She was someone. Her soul was different in a different person's body. So. I, I can right. define two clear points that we know happened. It's one, her childhood as Nina and this trauma- yeah. traumatic experience where the bus goes into the river, whatever. And then somehow sh- it seems like this Nancy and Abel or her adopted parents. Shout out Walking Dead. Yeah. Shout out Walking Dead. What's his name on Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was trying yeah. to think of that. Wait, no, this was my this was my quiz. Where's the mom from? She's on Carnival Row. What's her name? 
Cara Delevingne. Is she really? <laughs> <laughs> She's the Harris fact. Is that Vanette? No a- way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I feel like you brought that up in Carnival Row, and I still didn't remember that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, back Sorry. to the parents. But anyway, yeah. So they already told us that she grew up in Russia as Nina. She became blind after this bus accident. And I guess she's going to go in on the story of how she went from point A there to growing up in what state does it take place in? St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the St. Louis hospital, right? Oh, that's where they they found her. She's actually elsewhere. Like the YouTube video went viral. And that's how like they found. I think they were just in a different state or at least city because they later go on to talk. The boys talk about like college and they're like, oh, I got it in state schools. And do they name them? They I'm pretty sure they do say I can go anywhere. Brunch says I can go anywhere in Michigan. Hmm. Mm. Okay. But I never thought about that before. Okay. Bringing it full circle. (laughs) How did this little girl from Russia wind up a late 20 something in Indiana with a perfect English accent? (laughs) Um, And then also once she was with this adopted family, she went missing for seven years, which is question number one. Where was the OA for seven years? How can she see? She and was there's there. like 20 she, more questions. She, she says she was there. I loved that line oh, where she's like, when you I disappeared, was yes. I was present the whole time. Like, that is such interesting wording to say to somebody. They're like, no, no, bitch, I was there. Okay, that conversation that she has relatively early into the episode with the FBI agents is mm-hmm. incredible yep. if you know what where the show is going. Yep. Because she does some good writing for the dialogue there and just like how she's acting and reacting to their questions. There is rewatch value to the show that I did not think was going to be as high as it is because of things like that. There's such good dialogue written early on in this episode, front to back, that just kill it. I could tell that dialogue meant something, but I knew she was hiding something. Like she's obviously hiding something. It's not as straightforward as so that. the one thing i was wondering was what were the circumstances around her going missing for seven years that made it such a high profile mm-hmm. case did she evaporate into thin air because she was a, even, she's a white girl that went yeah, missing really, in america yeah. but even so why are there fbi agents that were assigned to this case that are coming back seven years after the fact and also steve okay. made a point to say yeah i remember when she went mm-hmm. missing we weren't allowed outside for three years i think like, that's the thing it's her being suck. A, in like a small town, and I think it just her disappearance or abduction, we don't really know what happened, shaped a lot of people's childhoods in the town itself. So they all obviously all know her. And it's a small town to begin with. So you kind of get that sense that they, you know, they're neighbors. Mm-hmm. They, know, they know one another, mm-hmm. at least in the like development they live in. Nice houses, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, too, is she was a, a blind girl. So there's a lot. I mean, there's just already an innate sense of um, vulnerability that comes with someone who's they, they can't see anything that there's not much they could really go off of. So that's why I think that moment when you find out that she used to be blind is so good because it's such a good twist. But it was also like a very emotional moment. They like morph the, those two emotions, like like exciting, like yeah. like, wow, mind blown type deal. And the emotion of the parents. I was like, nice. Knowing what I know, that was chill moment. Number one was. Yeah. when the parents walk in and they say she's never seen us before because, because you think blind. you think it was like stockholm syndrome or like something where she's these, so she traumatized that she just straight up doesn't know these people like could have been a memory wipe that yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah it could be anything but you're not expecting oh i've lit she's literally never seen them she knows them she's just never seen them before yeah that was a good moment when she starts touching her mom's uh-huh. face yeah. yeah how about the part when she steps onto her childhood rug and yes yeah, un- incredible uh, so so many small, small moments like that that I think they really nail if you know to look. 
Yeah. Well, this is a true story, so. <laughs> it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. uh, one quick thing I do want to say, though, to Brian specifically is that I know you know what it means, but don't hang on to it. It's an amazing, it's a cool thing. It Go just, on, it doesn't, it doesn't like. <laughs> I never knew it. It doesn't dictate the whole show no, is what I'm doesn't. saying. Yeah. And also, I do want to get out there. Let's let's just name the yeah. main characters yeah. so that they have, in case you don't know off the top of your head. Yeah, you will do some right little here. some little roster right here. We, we got so we got Prairie Johnson, obviously. So Steve, you know Steve, Dave. He's yeah. he's just he like was, the bully the, kid. Those two were the only names I could remember. Steve Fox. Yeah, that's all we yeah. First of all, that that came in so, that so hot. That blood in my dick. I was. <laughs> oh my god. I was not expecting a sex scene, and it literally just goes right into a sex scene. And I was yeah. like, okay, like. And that song. We just, I we was more moved. surprised at the dynamic he has with his father when he's just post fucking oh, the girl. Yeah. He's just sitting there naked, and he yeah. walks in, and it's like that. I was like, this is not how high schoolers fuck. No, no. <laughs> I mean, the dude definitely doesn't even look like he's in high school. But no. Oh, wait, here's a question I had. How right. old do you think yeah. the OA is? I don't like, know if they year? said, do they say it in this episode? So it was seven what years ago. When it taking place or when it came no, out? No, like, I'm asking in the show, how old do you think she's supposed to be now? Because honestly, she looks 35. So it's like she was st- stolen as a 28-year-old. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm genuinely asking how old do you I think just, she is? I imagined it being like her again, like around the age of when she, the bus incident happened, like eight or so, maybe. Yeah, but so You thought I, she was like what? 15 years? No, because she obviously spent a lot I, honestly, of time. Before at- that scene happened, I literally <laughs> thought, okay, she, the bus crashes missing seven years but we already see she gets placed back into the world with her father so i was like okay that cancels out that theory so i have no idea anymore yeah but you don't know the busing until the very end of the episode you wouldn't even have that in your brain that that happened i think i just like in my head i guess just based off all the tv shows and like movies i've seen like my first thought is just a young child goes missing and then becomes like as a teenager you know i think that's actually a really interesting question that you asked that because there is this sense about her and on rewatch i i did make a note of it that she's got this like weird childlikeness to her. Mm-hmm. Like you see her on like the pegs of Steve's bike and she's like opens her arm, like spreads her arms and she's like just enjoying. I was looking for those. I was looking for those yeah. symptoms too, because right? if she was gone for that long and didn't have any like human adult interaction, then she's going to exactly. act like a child. So she's kind of frozen at this place where whatever she age she was seven years ago. It wasn't ago. that obvious though. I would but say. then you have these moments where she's very, very, wise right shit comes out of her mouth and you're like mm. when she's talking to bba and and you're just like what the hell are you young are you old soul you don't really know quite how to place her so i think that's really mm-hmm. that was an incredible let's speech. continue with the characters because that's the yeah, name yeah, we couldn't it. remember it's phyllis from oh. phyllis from the office I we literally <laughs> wrote here don't call her phyllis because they, I they don't say her. her name what they call her for the series in this episode but it is bba Which because I fucking love. it's allen they don't call her bba like oh, to, no, as no, a no, as like a no. nickname which they eventually do so it's so we got prairie slash the oa we have steve we have bba we have jesse who is the youtuber with steve french who is the lacrosse yes. player he's like the yeah dave looking guy and then we have <laughs> that's everyone right and then buck buck, buck slash michelle buck called both throughout this yeah. episode for how much i love the episode none of the characters did much for me i think i was more sold on the plot point the individual really? character. Bro, if you watched this episode characters. and the OA wasn't doing anything for you. No, I'm saying the individual characters. Like, there wasn't a character that I was like, oh, I'm rooting for this person. Wow, because Steve is such an interesting character to me. Because at first I hated, I was like, I fuck this dude. He punched the dude in the, the fucking lyrics. Oh, the OA is the. But, oh, hold on. That's a I lot. Like I love all like, of that. Like Let's talk OA. about okay, that. Like <laughs> 
Yeah, because, well, Steve comes in hot. We don't know anything about him. We just know him as the bully. And then he literally punches someone in the larynx who's like a well-renowned singer. Like, purposely did it in that area, too. Like, as soon as he held his throat, I was like, that was just... Every time he calls the OA crazy i'm like you, oh. you sweet cute boy i'm obsessed i love you know, it okay. oh I mean, yeah so i just actually, like it's like friendship he's the only one who like I, even though he's, he's calling her crazy it's he's the only one who who believes he committed her. to calling her the oa I I love, yes, yeah. that she moment has this little smile when she's yeah. in the dressing room and she's oh it's so cute yeah i so love good. it's a little soft on my softer side but i love the uh the stranger train what is it what they refer strangers to on a train yeah, yeah, strangers yeah. On a train. i love that little concept that they have that they have yeah. that in that back and forth it's cute i don't know actually know what that is uh i actually haven't seen it either but i believe it's this idea that if you commit one another's crimes oh yes they can't that's what they say yeah yeah i love that yeah Yeah. that's hot all i'll say i thought it was just like a a method out like i think it's a movie oh is it okay i thought i guess this is this is so biased obviously because i'm the vet but i just love when steve's on the screen i want more steve i'm I'm so just interested and just how he interacts with people, I think he's just like a he's a, he's a screen grabber. If it's not the OA on it, it's it's him. So I'm drawn to him because it's like the OA defined. You have your inside self and your outside self, and like he is this bully on the outside, but you can tell there's layers to him. But you can like see it when BBA winks at him after like the good parent teacher conference, and he like smiles to himself. He's like, "Wow, this is great. I have a teacher on my side now." Mm-hmm. And see, that he- felt cunning to me. It, I felt like he was like, I got, I just got away with it. He's, I, think I wasn't it's more on his side. That. I wasn't on his side then yet. Okay. But I see what you mean. Um, And then when he has the car ride, when his girlfriend or whatever picks him up from the side of the road, and then he's just like, you know, fuck it. Why, why don't you want to be my girlfriend? Vulnerable, yeah. And she gives him probably the worst answer you can hear is I was just using you to get good at sex. And it clicks for him. He's like, fuck this i'm out opens his door just runs to the oa like so i'm putting good. my belief in something else like i will say thing- at that age is probably not the worst thing to hear as a guy yeah yeah that's <laughs> all i <gonna> say <laughs> i don't know at that age if you have feelings that that's if you not, have yeah, feelings okay. for the other one like in, in a mutually like exclusive situation like that yeah it's yeah, great for sure. both parties but when you have feelings, he also so. pulled the classic kyle move of punching a hole in the wall that was a bad look kyle does that no, not Kyle Duel. That's uh, like that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Name them Kyle's like with the oh, monster energy. Like Chad drinks. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle's punch I was walls. like, our sweet Kyle punches holes in the wall. That is concerning. I will say it's not surprising at all. Like you guys have not, you guys don't have exposure yet to French Buck and Jesse yet. Yeah, so it's no like it's fine. Just them, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even expect you to really like them yet. But you but, will. Well, I think yeah, you can you tell will. though right away though that I mean they're our introduction to them is literally they're all at this abandoned house buying drugs. Mm-hmm. So you know that there's there's some baggage that they come into this caring. And I know, I mean, obviously Buck has he's there buying, was it Demerol? Or yeah, or like hormones. Yeah. Hormones, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's and to I add on to the like Buck thing, yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys picked it up. When Buck was leaving to go to this meeting, Buck's dad calls Buck Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Which is yeah. he's obviously know, not accepting. Spoiler, right. it's yeah. gonna be like a kind of a plot point, you know. Yeah. Like what's going on with the story. I love the part where always talking to Steve and saying something like, That's why I chose you. And he's like, I chose you, bitch. And she's like, 
did you? <laughs> yeah, but like, did you? But I like it because I like the idea that there there is something like otherworldly drawing them all together. Yes. I loved that. And to add to your point, like all of them are also kind of lost in their own like like you know when BBA is like sitting in her bed and opens it and then closes it, you know she's like curious again because her conversation with yeah. with the OA as Steve's fake stepmother really drew her in and like, like meant something a little more in like how all these people came to be like drawn to Nina what are we calling her I'm Prairie. I just said let's talk a little bit about that what you just brought up Kathleen because I know I walked in on Brian re-watching the episode and we both collectively love the first conversation between BBA and the OA mm-hmm. it's actually incredible yeah that might have been my favorite scene of the episode i just thought it was such a conversation and you guys touched on it earlier this is clearly an actress who's very in touch with the character she's trying to portray which makes sense she wrote it and whatnot as she's trying to get her concepts across about why it's more beneficial for bba to help steve she's like getting frustrated because she can tell like you just don't get what i get like you can't think about it the way that i am and i can't think about it that way either because i haven't seen the show obviously but like you can tell she's frustrated and she knows more than like bba and she wants to help these people and she's woke she also mentioned like (laughs) different (laughs) dimensions and stuff uh i think what she said is this is the play cast of two setting classroom over many dimensions through time and you know steve's like sensitive enough to feel that like this dimension is susceptible to greed and jealousy and like horrible things and she also made a point to say that steve is sensitive like is he kind of an empath that hasn't been awoken yet in the sense that the oa is i fucking love steve dude yeah (laughs) he's really good i almost feel like we can't be saying that as as vets because it's like we've seen the whole thing so like i guess as the pilot i don't blame dave for being like this guy's a fucking douche no he's he's meant to be it doesn't it doesn't stop it i thought ramsey bolton was a douche and joffrey was a douche i still love the characters yeah yeah but ramsey bolton and steve (laughs) yeah those are terrible examples what you're calling steve ramsey bolton no no no. i'm just saying you can (laughs) you can feel morally about a character differently than than just appreciating them in the show yeah but i don't like Uh, steve the way i I love to hate Ramsey. Okay, I yeah, I love yeah. them completely differently. I think Steve has like so much potential I'm to rooting. grow. I, yeah, we're rooting. Yeah. Oh, I'm can, rooting for you. Yeah, I can see oh, that. For you. Like Brian <laughs> said, he is doof. He's going to have his character arc and he's going to grow from it. I can see that already happening. I don't know how it's going to happen, obviously. But I, Steve, yeah, didn't grab the screen for me. But going back to that conversation uh, with what's her name? BBA. B- BBA. Yeah. I loved how the OA just kept hammering on the fact that we have to keep revisiting your passion. Like at the beginning, I'm like, why do you keep saying that? Like, it's just clearly going to piss her off. And then she elaborates. We have to take remind you of your passion because you're if you were starting this job, you wouldn't have given up on this kid. I also really like the way she phrases it when she's like, what's your reason? It's kind of yeah. like, what the fuck was, are you talking about? It was about? literally the first, like one of the first things she mentions and she doesn't really elaborate it yeah. until the second half of the conversation. And at the first half, I was like, what are you? You're not making any oh, sense right so, now. I'm not a teacher, but yeah, I would be the, like so fucking I would be pissed. pissed. Yeah. And was like. Exactly. What's your reason? I'm like, yeah, man, I, I throw <laughs> crowns at the wall and say, now who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, she does. I fucking three, love right? that. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> the TV's leaking. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Brenda's like the best, one of the best movie characters of all time. Anyway, sorry, derail. Was um, that easy, eh? 
No, it's <laughs> <laughs> that is also very quotable. Yeah, yeah. So okay, you guys can have this. We usually do our like American Dad gag. Or Rick anime. and Morty. Yeah, we'll get our anime, anime references in. So you guys we have will, this. You guys will have this. Have this. Yeah. Did not need permission. Where's the Rick and Morty reference in this episode, Dave? Come on, oh not God, yet. We're fun. not there yet. <laughs> oh, it blows my mind just like Rick and Morty does. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that conversation is obviously what directly leads BBA to deciding to keep her door open at night and then go to meet the OA. And I do want to jump right onto that is what do you guys think about the whole concept of leaving your door open to the OA for the stories? I didn't understand that. Did I miss something with That's that? Like, like some religious stuff. It's I don't very know, specific. That like a religious says, element. Mm-hmm. Someone who knows stuff, correct me, but they have to like paint their door frame with like blood of a lamb to avoid a plague happening yes. to them. Everybody who believes. Yeah, but that isn't that's not leaving your door open. That's putting a it's sign the on your same door. exact thing. No, I'm, not- I'm totally kidding. This, it's, is it's completely this is some vampire shit. Honestly. Could be. Could be. Could be. You're absolutely right. I I did. I have watched an extensive amount of vampire diaries. So I know that now. What, what is the oh, wait is just Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. What was the knowledge we had of that? She just requested Steve to just have five friends ready with their doors open. That's literally all it was. Like yeah. we didn't get any more information other than that. They need right? to be strong and flexible. And you know that she was pretty adamant on the fact that there needed to be at least five of them at the end. I also love when she goes, You have to at least fake like you believe in me. Or what did she say? You have oh to my fake God, like that line was until incredible. you do. Until you actually do. I was like, Do you I don't know? Did you write it down? I, I know I quoted it again as you we were watching it to pretend you believe in me until you actually do. Yeah, yeah something like it's that. So good. I know. Oh um, there seems to be an ele- element of you need to kind of take the leap of faith and invite her in. Like it has to be of your own free will to do it and mm-hmm. be like, OK, I'm giving you a shot. You it's can't... like an initial clip of vulnerability you have to show at yes. the, the top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's probably what the door open is. But... It is very re- like religious. Now that we're talking it through and like asking someone just to believe in them and follow them with ba- barely any information and like it's so She's is Moses. Jesus Christ himself. Speaking of the religious aspect, there was also some obvious imagery. Whenever she, I have it in my notes as and I quote, did some OA shit. Like it got really sunny outside right after BBA, the parent teacher conference. Oh, wow. It got really sunny right after, you know, the dog was sent to attack her and then she calmed the dog down, which was a crazy scene. She had to like bite its neck. That was bonkers. Yeah. Um, It got sunny in the background and everybody was just like, okay, here's your camera back. Uh, But it did get sunny for sure. That's why in my head, I'm thinking there's like a heavenly element to it. I don't know. It's yeah, it's go. very no, supernatural. Like like there, there's like some stuff going on. Even if we can't react because even if we react in a non-reacting way, it's kind of reacting, right? Does that make sense? Okay, wait. <laughs> Next topic. What do you guys think about Homer? Who she's like really like yearning for the elusive Homer that we're seeing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally, I have no. no way to begin to <laughs> answer this question, to be honest. I mean, all I know is that technology is something huge for them their relationship somehow because she kept going to the camera she was using the like the doing the selfie videos and then she kept hounding on the internet which is something we also need to talk about because what the fuck is up with that what specifically i just felt like like the internet seemed like such like a rare thing here it didn't seem like the way they would ask about it what was that they were like cutting her off from it and it was like her old ass computer from when she was there like even the way she was asking like Oh, she doesn't know. What's your, yeah. She was like, what's your password? And it's like, is that how Wi-Fi works? I don't think so. <laughs> well, but seven years ago, it kind of is yeah, like... I guess, yeah. 
was when was this coming? I out? get such a 2007 vibe from this show. Don't you guys get it a 2007 is, yeah. it has vibe? To be like mid 2000s, yeah. Early aughts, well, late aughts. There was a newspaper. Though. Yeah, it did come out in 18 for sure. Yeah, but if she if he's talking to like the seven year gap of yeah. like when she would have disappeared, because then okay, and that leads me into the end where we're okay. I forgot about this too when Homer wakes up from his coma too or whatever so, it was. I didn't take that as the football player was Homer. I thought. I think Homer is some other OA sort of entity that is out here making miracles. Like she was just like Homer yeah, was I there. Think, yeah, like, that's what I uh, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. But they were both. Man, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> These thoughts just no go idea. to dead ends. You try to make connections oh. that aren't there. Well, how about the like maybe she was in a coma the whole time and he was in a coma and only people who have are in comas can all meet up on this ethereal. That's sick. Like, yeah. okay. that's sick. So, you guys are killing it. Right? <laughs> so there has to be something about flatlining because right when she came yeah. back after jumping off the bridge, first thing she asked the nurse was. Did I flatline? Yeah. Did you check the charts? Like, did you double check? So that's a thing. Did she want? Did it seem like she wanted the flatline, or she wanted to avoid it? Seems like she time? wanted to. Um, that's what I got. It from was it. also a point they said that the football player had flatlined, so he was nice. dead, dead. So, but maybe that means he loses all of his memories of whatever relationship they had. Oh, that's a possibility. I, like, I wish I could just like wipe my brain. I know. I, know. I, I don't want to say anything. It totally seems like. One. I just about, thought they were coma buddies. That's all I took. It how as. about the line where she mm. says something? She's talking in the camera and she's like I think under the covers at this point talking to Homer and she's like for a second I'm doubting that you were real or that you were even real I love the idea of her just being like what like at some points even doubting herself even though you guys have no idea what the fuck she's even doubting like who is he who knows I still love that line because that'll kind of come back as a theme throughout the season she said I actually wrote those down because I thought they were interesting. She said, remember the night we pretended we were in a real bed and we would describe them to each other. There's moments where I think I made you up. And she said, I didn't leave you behind. So Dave, that quote in particular, I didn't leave you behind makes me think that they were in the same like. No, I agree. I agree that they were in the same ethereal plane. Maybe she left earlier because of whatever brought her back. And then he was still there. And then he wakes up from his coma and now he's back in his body. I have no, I literally have no idea. I love this. Thing. Man, I wish someone else was making this podcast so I could listen to it for the first time. Like, geez, <laughs> this is the OA content right here, man. This is so good. I also wanted to know, didn't the OA mention at some point that she had died like multiple times? We so died when more she was talk, yeah. talking to the FBI agent saying, okay, I want to dig into that conversation because she yeah, said she FBI was agent picked up by an old woman in a car when she finally came to a road after walking for days and days Mm. and then this person in the car took her to a place and all she could describe that place as was i I don't know everybody was lost and that's all we got yeah because the fbi agent was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) they were they were also no yeah they were trying to get her to say like you were kidnapped by somebody right right and she was like, no, like, no. But and as an the FBI way she talking, agent, isn't that not the logical conclusion? And the way she was talking as well made it seem like they were dead. Like, obviously, she didn't. She explicitly said they weren't dead, but like, or she, I don't know if she explicitly I also want to say but. that one FBI agent on the left had no business being in that interrogation. He was such a dick to her. And that was the opposite of com- how you would ever speak to a trauma yeah. victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that true. dude shouldn't have been in that room. Yeah. Oh, how about when she gets upset that her her name's no longer the password? Yeah, uh, right. That was mm. such a bummer. I thought then, she was just guessing and got it wrong. So did I. Did I? Did, I, I think we both interpreted that differently. That's uh, interesting because I was like, this bitch don't know this password. She forgets yeah, I it. I mean, that, that could be it. But <laughs> she, I was like, I want to read it. In the like, episode, did she try the password and then like get visibly upset? Like, oh, it's not me. I don't anymore. remember. I, don't I just remember. thought she was guessing too. 
And then after that, (laughs) she is crazy. That's another um, way they made the shock factor. The blindness was the thing that was the miscommunication in the thing. Because the doctor is, first of all, being such a bitch to the parents. And and the Abel at one point is like, can I just see my fucking daughter? Like, Jesus. Um, But they're like, she's not responding to the name Prairie. So you're like, this girl has no idea who the fuck she is anymore. Yeah, exactly. But it really was because she's being stubborn. Mm -hmm. She knows she was Prairie. She just wants to be the OA because she has like abandoned that past life completely. I love that little rebel in her. <sighs> love it. Yeah. That's what you said. Past life. I'm thinking yeah, re- I literally life have reincarnation confirmed. though. I've literally have that. That's my down. first I like, theory. I, no I mean, the, the living many different lives is definitely. Yeah. Maybe this is her third. We have life, the her third. I'm life. specifically specifically referencing Nina life, Prairie life. And then now the OA, like she's just had so many chapters in this specific right. life is all I meant by that. She's like, I'm on to the next name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I want to ask you guys what you thought about her parents' treatment of her, specifically after she, after the parents have the conversation with Steve's parents, and like they take the door from her and stuff. Like, what do you guys think? Would you are you are you thinking like the parents are going to be obstacles? Or are they just like you know missing their children? They're being extra safe. Like, what do you think? Are they treating her the way that you expected or want? Just like the vibes I was getting from Steve, I was getting those vibes from the parents. Like they know something is going on to me. Like it didn't seem like it was just as simple as your kid was missing for seven years. That was also the other big twist of the storyline was that she wasn't always blind. She originally could see, then was blind, Mm -hmm. then can see again. We'll hit that next. But like with all that, like they were only really concerned about the eyesight thing. Like they didn't really dive too much. I mean, I guess her and her mother had that one interaction, but they didn't dive right into the the seven year missing thing right away. They only asked about the blindness and like even in the hospital and when the doctor was talking to them, they were just like, look, we just want to see our daughter. It just seemed like they knew something was going on. I, I think they're loving parents that much is obvious. I really like the bathtub scene where Mm -hmm. the mom can tell she's distraught and recalls the story of her splitting her head open as a kid. And she was just like, I know we're not flesh and blood, but like, the way that I reacted to that, like I, I could tell that you're my daughter, even if it is adopted. Is that they, the explicit reveal that yes, yes. Yeah, okay. that yep. is the that is the reveal but of that. Right in the wake of her being released from the hospital, they both did give her the benefit of the doubt. They were going down the rules that the hospital gave her, and the mom was just like, We don't have to have an open door policy. Let's start with just leaving them unlocked. That mm-hmm. seems reasonable, and still left her to her own devices. But she also did betray that trust and the amount of slack on the leash that the parents did give her by sneaking out with Steve, I guess. Well, no, she went to the parent teacher conference Mm -hmm. is what it was. Um, So will they be obstacles in the sense that I want her to be able to do anything she wants? Yes, but they are loving parents. And I think they're protagonists like they're on her side. Mm -hmm. That brought up something as you were talking Pro protagonists. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, In the hospital, when the doctor is talking to the parents and immediately tells them, like, no internet, nothing. Like, how do they even understand? Like, something's going on here to me. Like, that's like they specifically. I don't know if it was because maybe she had a concussion. No, that's like protocol. You for anyone who was yeah, it's anyone who's one on suicide watch or anything. There's certain protocols. Again, if it's a coma, I guess that is true. Suicide watch, scare them. Suicide watch. You've been taken for years. Like they're trying to keep her off rabbit hole that you could go down. Yeah, but that's the vibes I get too. It feels almost like a ho- not like a hostage situation, but like it feels like she's being sheltered with a purpose, kind of. Yeah, and that's okay. what like I was thinking for a while. Like, is this going to be like a 
like not like Mad Max kind of post-apocalyptic Earth, but like <laughs> I was thinking like something like technology. That's why the, again the internet being such a huge commodity to me just felt like something was like this was old or maybe futuristic where civilization is destroyed. I don't know, but that's it's obviously crazy. not true. Yeah. Sheltered with a purpose is what you just said. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Jewel, why don't you walk us through the big epic 57 minute? Oh my God. God you guys so like good. absolutely gobsmacked at 27 <laughs> minutes and 22 seconds. Is that the minute they were off to a pretty good start of a story, and then they told me, Nope, hasn't started yet. <laughs> Buckle wild? up, bitch. Oh, Isn't was that, that when you get the Moscow? Like, over yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Netflix presents. Yeah. Yeah. It is stunning work that they you almost forget that you haven't gotten a title sequence right yeah and that i mean the scoring is absolute chef's kiss on this whole uh, that then i think it's called nina's song but i i feel like every time we podcast i'm like let's talk about the music yeah always i love um, it too it's so it's so good but i love the fact that uh, what you just spent an hour watching is the bookend or the framework right it's not the real bulk it's not the real meat of the story and it's like everything you you thought you were gonna get is now something else and i think that's exact it sets you up so perfectly in that sense i was hanging on every fucking word and so were they in the room which is hard to do because she's telling this insane story thing like and i've read articles that that was really hard for them to win over with the network too they were like we can't wait this long for the title sequence like we just can't but i mean oh my like, gosh she knows man. what she's doing i would love to be in the room when they pitch town tv this to yeah. the to the fucking producer because this is a weird little show when this first dropped yeah. and i watched half of this first pilot and i go i gotta revisit this on a different day i'm just not in the mood for this and well, then i watch it again you like, get me into later. it or do we watch it independently i can never remember who does it yeah. but we pitch it to each other and we go done yeah, yeah, i'll yeah. watch it and let you know because i was telling brian before this it's it's technically i would definitely classify season one specifically as a slow burn but if you're already in it, episode one like it's not going to be a slow burn but just i remember going through it having no hype build up i haven't talked to it about really yeah. anybody besides really, kathleen like, dropped it too exactly mm -hmm. it wasn't something like yeah there wasn't a lot of marketing about it so when i was like watching i was like whatever whatever and then the payoff was amazing for season one and then season two happened and i think about season two every fucking other night of my entire <laughs> life like jesus christ i tell you right now for season two i was it, it dropped like obviously i work every day so i don't know the season but i it's remember i feel like day. i was like every day i was at work i was mad i was at work i was like all i want to do is watch coa like it, it dropped maybe like i started watching midweek so i couldn't watch it during the day and i was fucking mad season two was unbelievable nothing has uh, the last like five not that this is matters at all to you guys rooks but yeah. the last like five ten minutes of of the finale of season two <laughs> is just what keeps me up at <laughs> night like i it's just fucking unbelievable. Yeah. But to take us back to season one, Wait, where are we? Where are we left off? I want to talk I, about the Russia. I do want to say one fun thing about just kind of the fandom of the OA. It's such a weird show that one. I mean, people rally all that stuff. The normal like rally mm -hmm. stuff. People think that this new show is going to be like a continuation of the OA with just like a different name mm -hmm. of the show. Like there's like a lot of like really fun campaigns where or like theories where it's like the cancellation is just a mind fuck. They're going to drop a third season at some point. Like all this Dude, stuff. I'm and like, low key. That would make fucking sense. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. Like there's a lot of like, that's how you know the show's really weird because all the theories are like twisted. Fucking love that. But let's take us back to Netflix presents because yeah. I loved this backstory that we got. It was probably only seven, eight minutes of real time, mm -hmm. but just 
talk me through what what were you thinking when you're seeing different name? I think this is the first time we see explicitly Nina being called for a main character. Like, what did you think about this taking place in Russia? What I experienced in that moment is what I experienced the whole episode. Just pure <laughs> confusion. <laughs> just <laughs> no idea what was going on. Like, wait, her name was, it took me so long to even just remember her name was Prairie. And I'm like, oh shit, it's Nina now. Like, I'm not going to remember this at all. <laughs> or Ninny. But if yeah, you're, if you're oh, the yeah. little friend. So cute. But, yeah. Oh man. And then. Or Little Cabbage, if you're the dad. Yes. Oh, oh, stop it. That's a here. I'm going. <laughs> That's a crazy nickname for your kid. But this is Russian. Russian. Yeah. yeah, very Russian. Like name. little but, sneak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> insane, like in the dirt. <laughs> but it's just weird seeing her, like I guess, quote unquote, normal self. That was her before shit gets weird. I'm assuming, unless maybe all this shit was already weird for her at that age. But like that was just normal her. Like she went to school. She was living a normal life. I mean, she dreamed. Not even normal. She though. dreamed she had, of her death. Yeah. She yeah. dreamed of that. That the yeah. The, yeah. the crayons in the water. She's in an aquarium with crayons in the water, and then her fucking school bus goes under the water. And I don't think we see crayons, but it's basically what it means. Yeah. So too. So she called it an aquarium, and that's just how she was understanding her dreams. But that seemed to be a prophetic, yeah, future vision of exactly what happened to the bus. So why was this child innately born with the ability? to see the future. Here's what I want to remind you, though, is that we are getting... This is a second-hand account. A second-hand account. Meaning well, we've already introduced the fact that this is frameworked as a story. Correct, but it seems like a first-hand account. This is going to be like some Hill House now. kind of shit. What do you mean? Have you seen Hill House? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Like there was like don't a don't offend whole... her, please. No, no, okay, I'm, no. I, I, I'm more. Not everyone lives like... under a rock like me. <laughs> we're we're hearing it. We're hearing a story about her from her. Correct. So I as... wouldn't call that a secondhand account. Okay, okay. If I told you my life story, would that be a secondhand account? No, but it's. No. But I I see. But then it plays into the whole reincarnation thing. Like what I was thinking is that like her mind maybe combined with her other selves, and now she's. Now I'm okay. She has three. She has three minds in her. Yeah, but what we're seeing is a representation of Of her account. Yeah, versus it's an unreliable narrator kind of thing. A little bit. For the record, let me jump in and say the favorite thing ever is when she goes. I was born in Russia and seems like Jesus. What? Yeah. what? Yeah. And like, exactly, exactly. It's like almost self-aware of like this bitch is crazy. It's like the show a is like flashback. It's a story. That's, yeah, that's, my that's a better I way agree. of saying it. I yeah. like okay. that. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. Yeah. that. So, Dave, I want to continue. I, I'm not sure who at this table is going to understand this reference. I know, Luke, you probably will. The Logic album. It was his mixtape that came out where the first song is a Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, yeah. voiceover. And he essentially says, you can't go to the afterlife until you've literally walked a mile in everyone's shoes, which means you have to exist and fill the shoes of every single conceivable life of every organism like in the universe. And only then can you ascend to like ascend to the next level of being. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that might be what we're seeing here, like with the OA. It seems like she is she's had multiple lives. And when she said everybody in that room has died more times than I can count, Mm -hmm. 
seems like that's what it is. This is reminding me of fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest with Davy Jones. And I like love the how, references. How, like, we Captain went from Jack the Logic Sparrow. album to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Captain Jack oh, Sparrow. Rick and Morty. Yeah, no, no, yeah no. still haven't hit Rick and Morty. But no, Captain Jack Sparrow dies. His body enters an ethereal plane, just a place of non-existence, but still exists at the same time and like comes back as himself. Have Play we, that into somehow having another life with another as another human being, and you got your OA. Have we? Have we? Really, <laughs> that is the story, Dave. Have we really Very even happened. conversed about the etheric realm yet? And this I lady want with to. The, no, let's, the, let's let's take us through this. We're still going through the flashback. Okay, I, I got that's pretty much the last gotcha, part of the episode. I before we get to that, because I really want to talk about how you felt about that. I want to talk about the scene where her dad makes her go into the water. Mm-hmm. That's. It was I like know. these damn Russians. It's just like this is normal you, shit. So, you must be colder than the cold. Let me just say will, that. No, well, I want to say real quick okay, that the first thing I thought of was like, oh, if I have a girl, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Okay, what baby, I'm daddy, doing. fuck that. We're not doing that to our child. I have only a girl though, episode. and then if she if she does it, I'll accept her into the household. <laughs> so, I watched this episode twice. Upon the rewatch, where Luke was in the room with me, I see them in the car. I know what's going down. I'm like. He is such a good dad. He is like a great dad. Starts chipping away at the ice. I was just like, this is so Russian of him to do. What a great <laughs> Russian. He's like, this is, is what I'm gonna Come do. Here, and just the same thing that Dave just said. <laughs> and he looks his six-year-old daughter dead in the eyes. How do we beat the cold? And she just says right to him, we're colder than the cold, and jumps into the doesn't jump in, but pretty willingly yeah. just goes into the lake. She's so cute too. She's oh, she's a little cabbage. <laughs> My what were you gonna cabbage. say, Luke? You, I no, you no, I was gonna say that. I was like, because yeah. you, you were saying you want to do that to your daughter. Beatles was saying the same fucking thing. I uh. also want to say that generally in storytelling, like I thought it was pretty fucking dope that the reason that bus went off is because all of the really powerful people russians like yeah all their kids their youngest kids were on that bus it was it was a message what'd she say we were a message or something fucking also take the sci-fi out of it that's a great story was was that a political thing yeah yeah yeah. that's why when dave said just live the normal childhood life i was like the opposite (laughs) yeah she was one of the like the upcoming rich here mining company all that stuff Mm -hmm. the bus they were on was the special bus that all the rich kids went on because they were rich and could be on a special bus yeah exactly does this does this get political as well no Mm -mm. okay okay i just wasn't sure if that like terrorist act or whatever no but i just really liked that i was like this story fucks this is a good story it's a great story (laughs) secondhand account though (laughs) okay now let's get to the like freaky like ethereal realm because i thought it was dope like i i felt cozy there i was like i feel cozy watching this boss goes off the bridge and holy shit she has a mind on her that she can even go and breathe air and start thinking rationally is she six do we know that for a fact She's six I would say same. Whatever. That so was just crazy. She was just so, like going down, looking around. She was so smart. She told the rest, come on, bitches. Yeah, there's yeah. a light. Let's go. Yeah. And they wouldn't follow. Little bitches. She also too busy drowning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. I'm like, they're they're screaming and just wasting so much energy. <laughs> like so much energy. We've, we've seen enough movies now that we can just prepare for any situation. Don't you know how to drown correctly? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, B Thomas. You had something on the tip of your tongue right there. Oh, I was gonna say we're gonna put seven-year-old you in a sinking yeah. car Watch in the out. middle of Russia I and hold, see if you scream. I hold the eight and under record for 25 free. She sure does. I see it. Damn. I, see it. I yeah. rescind my comments. <laughs> you have earned my respect, it's still Julia. There. 
Unbroken baby. That's awesome. That's amazing. Wow. But yeah, so it, she got the receipts on her. My question real. also regarding that scene then is was she chosen? Like, was there a reason she herself was chosen by this being to get pulled out of the water? Because there was what, seven other kids in that bus that could have easily also gotten pulled out, you know? Like, well, I she had that, a choice to go back or not. Maybe the, the other scars? kids wanted to stay. Does it have something to do with the scars? Wow. Like, do we know when she got the scars? Cool. Ooh, those scars are wild. We didn't even talk yeah, about that when Steve sees it in the clothing store. Right, Steve sees like, it through the crack. I mm-hmm. honestly might have looked away for one second at that at that scene too. It is exactly one second. It's basically it looks like like hieroglyphics on her back it or something. Does, yeah. I will say though that um the parents do know about it because um or they don't know about it. I'm sorry because the, the, the scars. Yeah, because the okay. nurse informs them. She's like she has some strange scarring. Oh, but it's that's the other thing there. though. They just like kind of blew that aside as if they had already known. At least sure, in my sure. first. I think at that point well, they were like, "I don't give a fuck what's on her. Give me my daughter." From an you outside I mean? perspective, like that's why she. They brushed off that comment. They brushed off the technology comments. They just were like, "That's why I was like, okay, they're definitely in on this at the same point too." I, but again, I'm just yeah tinfoil hat. I have no idea. Yeah. Sure. It's also easy to just look at it from an outside perspective. You don't know what she knows, which nobody does yet. Assuming she like the FBI that she got just kidnapped, you wouldn't ask questions and like he would just assume it was chalked up to torture or some shit and then we have this how do we even describe this this uh arabic girl because she's when if you have subtitles on she's only speaking in arabic she pulls the six-year-old drowning prairie out of the water as she's like in this fetal position which you don't know if it's symbolism is it afterlife is it godlike it's whatever it's just this you know it's it's this supernatural scene and she pulls them up and they have this conversation what do you what's going through your guys head of like what this entity is just more is references. it real is it in her more head references so like, i'm thinking of full metal alchemist <laughs> there's the anime one yeah. I, was thinking, yeah, I was like i was thinking Remember in the very first scene when they're trying to bring back the yeah, mom see, and like yeah. they literally see an etheric being and there's like, all right, like we'll bring your Perfect. mom back <laughs> at the cost of your arm and your brother's body, you yeah, know, yeah, all that yeah. shit. So that's exactly what I thought. But other than that, I just really had no idea what was going on. I can't emphasize that enough, but I have no <laughs> yeah, idea. Dave has no idea what's going on at any point through this episode. I, love I loved it though. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, when I saw the hand, it looks like she has claws and her mm-hmm. her hands are messed up. Is she supposed to be a human obviously she's chilling in purgatory or whatever the hell this place is so she's more than human but she looked almost like ghoulish or like a monster like a creature she reminded me of the villain of the thor movie is it thor like the woman with the crazy black hair spike yeah yeah that's thor ragnaros that's what she kind of reminds me ragnarok ragnarok yeah (laughs) ragnaros luke and his crazy names is i love it did she did she have a mori hands i didn't realize She had like <laughs> maybe she just had long nails and they were kind of dirty. That. Maybe I'm looking into it Crap too much. Uh, that's a hundred reference, Joel. But um, okay, so the idea of like this being knowing like her future and is like I must take your eyes. Like I can't even deal with the I fact. I can't that, let you, know, you see. That. I can't let you see yeah. it. Like Jesus, and of course. I, I Wait, mean, there's say, a big chunk. She, she says, like, I have to take your eyes because I couldn't live with, like, you know, you seeing what's in front of you. She says, you'll know a great love, but it'll be hard or something. It'll be, like, like dark. She, and She gives yeah. her the option. Do you want to go back or do you want right. to stay? When she says, I want to go back, she's like, all right, well, if you're going back, I'm not letting you see these horrors. And she takes horror, that. Just the fact that, like, just I mean, we're like, missing that entire captive chunk. So you yeah. have to assume it's that. Yeah, you don't know yet. Okay. But, like, and then she, like, puts her hands to her eyes and that's when she she 
and then wakes up comes out of the ocean and her dad's there and she has the red eyes that's when i was totally that's totally when i was expecting her to be the woman that she is now oh you thought she was just gonna wake up like old oh i got it too actually oh there you go but then not completely yeah then she was on the beach and her father's there i was like well fuck like i have no idea she was gonna come back from that and be a grown-ass woman or whatever age she i mean is but now. you know she lived with abel and and the harris specs <laughs> yeah but it could have been the beginning of it that could have been the beginning of her like just walking down the like <laughs> they're like all right we send you out and then she's just walking the road and then she gets picked up by the fucking nah. truck driver. and like maybe she just forgot that she lived a life <laughs> crazy i thought maybe not that i thought when she got sent back her circumstance i wasn't expecting her to be on the edge of that pond with her father no time skip yeah. same okay so we have to recall a very small moment when she first picks up the camera and it says like speaking in russian and then abel is in the camera like she's obviously mm-hmm. a kid yeah. and she goes and he he does this in her sleep she does she's been doing this whatever yeah. she says yes because i wrote yes. a note that goes there's so many fucking weird things it's like randomly speaking russian russian as a kid on the home movies like Listen, you have no idea who's not using closed caption in the year 2021 is a fucking idiot <laughs> i know totally agree. I, turn them off. but would that not have spoiled does that not spoil some things no, because you gotta turn them off no it kind of makes you go she speaks russian what is this weird fucking yeah, I kid had no yeah. idea where that came from and then the ado- you russian. get the adoption drop so it's like things piece together as yeah. you go it's like oh she was adopted she like so when she says the russian thing it's like okay we get a little bit of that before they actually drop that she did grow up in russia so yeah. I, I like those little beats that you might just be like who cares otherwise when you're watching the pilot for her first time it's interesting because the first time that they they show that scene i think they really do cast a lot of suspicion on the parents at the get-go i don't know if you guys felt that way i no, literally have sure. been speaking I feel like you guys the are beginning both, yeah, yeah you guys just, agree with them yeah. and steve have been should, like they, weird to me mm-hmm. both well, of but them. not even just like oh i think they know more but from the introduction of them being like she's our daughter like you having to tell the nurse that she's your like uh it's this convincing yeah and that they haven't seen each other in seven years game where like they show scenes what kathleen just mentioned where they don't show the full scene of the recording you just get it cut off where Mm -hmm. the dad is like i've been taping her like something (laughs) Something strange and then there's another scene where where prairie walks out and you can hear on the the tv that there's again close captioning best friend it, mm. you know what i'm talking about they mm. say like oh you know uh nine out of ten cases of abductions have some yeah the family Ooh, hot mm. one of them one of them uh, one so, of them's under wraps and it's definitely Herschel. a hot catch not the abduction actual fact so, but Herschel's a hot the catch. Weird one herschel's weird. okay herschel that- that would support what I'm about to say. I trust the OA's judge of character and especially I feel like her sense of touch, which we haven't really talked about. She doesn't like being mm, touched. Good point. But her sense of touch seems to coincide with her empath powers. Like she can feel what's up with people once she Haunting makes of Hill House. So you're connecting that to like the dog a little bit. Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And I think part of the reason she had to bite it was to like mainline that shit into it. Like break the skin, get it in there. Maybe that's just me like theorizing. But in the scene <laughs> like in the scene in the hospital, she touched the face just because that's the only way she would recognize her mm-hmm. mom, which I thought was cool. But also when they were kind of like touching hands, she seemed to know she was safe with this woman. Gotcha. So maybe you're right. Herschel Abel could be the sus one. Yeah. I think Nancy's on team OA. Yeah. And even in all the conversations that I was referencing, that made me think that the 
I said I kept saying both parents, but it really has always been Herschel. That's been on the weird side to me. Damn, you guys were incredible with this yeah, fucking yeah, dialogue. Yeah, you guys were really good. Because I would have been such a shitty rook. Like you guys have thought of. I guess I didn't. I wouldn't have podcast and taken no, notes and stuff until you're like, on this side of it. Like God, I've been the same way. I've been I the had same none way. of these intelligent thoughts that you guys are having. That we I, do it for the pod, man. That's all the yeah. reason. Like all of my notes just lead me to these. I really thought you guys bad. might have like come in. And- totally shat on it so no so i was no. oh this is i actually meant to bring this up i'm gonna bring this comparison to the mics but this was a way better pilot than the 100 and this, you're such this a is, dick this is the second I pilot know. that I've i mean covered you're correct on this, but yeah, I've, this is the second pilot that i've covered on this podcast the 100 he, he is a cw us. show yeah i just want to hurt you guys that's he all knows it, it hurts us is why he says i want to read a few quotes that i read on the wiki from people go ahead though but i just want to say real quick that the only reason i will like the 100s was really good, but I guess the reason why I like this one more is because of that mystery. Like the 100 is kind of pre- like not predictable in the sense that like like those aliens or whatever it was like they killing Jasper was definitely <laughs> not aliens in the hundred. What the see, fuck? It's a different planet they haven't visited. I in guess Clark years. is he's alien. just combining the pilot with season seven. So. <laughs> yeah, fuck! I forgot there's saying, aliens in season yeah. seven. Christ. It's, yeah. So <laughs> it was like that. Like okay, I get where that plot's going. When when that episode ended, where here it's just like I need to understand sure. everything more clearly. That's why I'm no, I'm and that's that's definitely the reason you're you're feeling that way is because this is so meticulously planned by Brit Marling right. herself, and mm. she like she that was a cool. She fact. knew what she was going to do in each season. It wasn't mm. let's make it end on a good cliffhanger to keep the people interested. She had a plan for five full seasons. Yeah, and I'm just I, I cannot. I was telling Brian I can't imagine that the person that decided to cut the funding for this season three watched the show because they did not. Yeah. yeah. Like they just I didn't. Know. They just and they're didn't. not sci-fi Zendaya fans. Blew yeah. What blew the budget? Zendaya. Oh, I, I was actually going to Z- say me that. Me too. I didn't want to spoil yeah, that. No, she's in season two. She is. Dave, that's cool for you though, right? Like yeah, Zendaya is a, she's like a hippie kind of. I, honestly, chick, I remember texting the, I don't know. I guess it was you being like, is that Zendaya? Dude. It just I can remember being like it. I mean, it is, but I almost don't believe it. It doesn't <laughs> right? fit. It's not yes. right. Uh, let me read these quick quotes that I that I thought were great. So I pulled these off the wiki. The only thing I'm sure of when it comes to the OA is that the process of watching and experience an episode is unlike the viewing of any other show on TV and good or bad. There's value in that. Yes. The second one is the OA is Netflix's strongest and strangest original production since Stranger Things. Dave, good call. In terms of substantive original drama, it transcends you. Mind you, it's unclassifiable in the context of drama, mystery, science fiction, and fantasy since it's straddling all sorts of lines and blurring them. It's outright, it's outright astounding and brilliant, too. I was like, yeah, pretty much. Definitely. It's just a whole mix of shit. Yes. It really is. It's good stuff. Overall, I'm definitely sold on this show. Like, I have so, to, so before, how we do don't want to give you ratings yet. Yeah, though, but don't. how do we access content beyond season two? Like, is there like a script <laughs> somewhere we could read that we? Well, know me and Kathleen run a fanfic end? website yes. that you can subscribe <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> We're like 87 chapters in. You're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, Brit, at some point, it could be five years down the road, needs to release the plans, the rough yeah, outline. I think it's in there. Yeah, it's... I think eventually that'll come to light of what somewhat of what the plan was because Jesus Christ. It was really cool learning that she herself was mm-hmm. the inventor of and this show. And give that a little tidbit of information you found out. Yeah, so she went to Georgetown University and was valedictorian and she studied economics, so she wasn't a theater person in college, um, but she actually met the other showrunner of this show, the guy with 
I apologize the to name. this man, but the long name. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a third person, actually, who I believe is her ex-boyfriend, who the three of them have collaborated on pretty much every project she's been involved. She did like the Sundance circuit for her first three or four films that mm-hmm. garnered attention, which landed her the OA yeah. job. Wow, that's crazy. No, she's a genius. She's a smart she's bitch. She's very smart. She strikes me as a very interesting person from her Wikipedia page, and she's pretty private, too. Like, they said, yeah, she dated this one guy years ago, and, you know, nothing about her <laughs> To have or... the mind to create the show, you have to be a genius. I wish we did it. I know. I Brit, we, we Brit if continue. you want to come on and talk about <laughs> the show, you can, girl. Get on here, Brett. It's, actually, now that I'm remembering it, I'm pretty sure this got the announcement for this of it getting canceled was in the same boat as Mindhunter. And I was, yeah, actually, yeah it was, it was yeah. within a year of each other. And I actually right? remember being a little upset that Twitter was trending the OA to bring it back. So I was like, it no, we want Mind- save the OA. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, no, Mind we Hunter. want Mindhunter back. Not the OA. The mo- yeah, you can just like read a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, accurate. True. But come on. The, you the love Mindhunter. I love that. Show. Both great shows. Great shows. Netflix cancels these- the wrong shows. hundred percent. It's ridiculous. I love these suspense shows. That's what I just love things that, just leave huge open-ended mysteries. And Give me unique content, please. So I can already tell I'd rather them keep this show going than Stranger Things. Yeah, and yeah we I keep agree. comparing it. I, I agree. know. But so we also got the dynamic of like some sort of God, and then we also got the dimensional planes and everything. So it's just like this show has literally just opened itself up to anything. So time travel, like perfect, because this this is a good segue aliens. to where I want to end a couple. There's <laughs> like, a couple things I want to touch on before we get out of here. I know we're probably i don't even have no idea what how long it's been it's definitely but been at least an hour, hour. i think but it's like, pretty that's that flew by it tells you that we really enjoyed this. i can yeah. tell dave dave's his tough self for pilots too, i know he is a pilot a pilot has a tough job it good. really does this was good i want a just a set in stone it doesn't matter how wrong it is or how crazy out there it is i want a set in stone <laughs> prediction about what you think at all this plot could be moving towards yes. and i just want Little just package. give me something from both of you <laughs> Because <laughs> you guys have both been dropping good theories throughout, but just give me give me one that you're that's sticking in your head that you think actually holds water. A and mountain you'll die on. Yes. So I'm gonna stick with my logic uh callback uh with the Neil deGrasse Tyson stuff that like these people have to live many, 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 many lives, and at a certain point you kind of ascend to the next level. And I feel like the OA has done a significant portion of that journey and now maybe the next part is to go back and help other people become self-actualized in that way and learn how to help other people and then learn how to help other people help other people um and i would stick with that other than that i have no clue i love that guess i'm just throwing references out there left (laughs) and right but i'm just literally thinking of solo leveling right now i'm just like there's this creator and like a god if you want to call it that um or gods and they are i guess they're just like puppet masters essentially and she is this being that can just live all these different lives like she can live one life die and i guess like the ultimate goal would be to save humanity but that's just like such a broad and wrong statement that i just have no idea i literally have none put it in stone no i like it i got it written down we're gonna revisit but they're, this. they're just like kind of fighting for humanity's sake or something i don't know she's just like reliving lives essentially and she it's kind of like yeah uh, I like edge that. of tomorrow edge of tomorrow kind she of. does say that thing about like you guys are gonna help people you'll never even meet 
which yeah, I like, exactly. you know, it's, it's cool. Th- she's definitely got a higher purpose because like you guys have been alluding to it's, she seems to be trying to help everyone for the most mm-hmm. part. She's definitely on everyone's side and wanting to better everyone around her. It seems so to follow that segment up real quick. I have a, can I do this Kathleen? Just do it. Rip All right. It. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? So I have a, multiple choice answer here for you guys that is i'm going to give you four options and they're all going to sound equally fucking insane about where this show is going it's not like a super big spoiler but it's just like a one of the options is right a vein of the main plot and one of them is right i'm not going to give you the answer i just based off this pilot episode i want to know what you think we could possibly be moving towards okay so here are your four options ready first option is alien creationism and the start of human intelligence. The second option is parallel universe traveling. The third option is the origin story of a supernatural religion. And then the fourth option is a murder mystery involving death superpowers. So I tried to take common themes throughout this episode and things good. that you guys are saying because yeah, all of them are equally fucking Julia's insane. Like, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I tried to make it slightly vague, but me and Kathleen vetted it before. And yeah. I think I think we're right. I'm going to give them to you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So alien creationism, focusing on human consciousness. Number two is parallel universe traveling. Number three is the origin story of a supernatural religion. And number four is a murder mystery involving death superpowers. Either two or four. That's what I'm torn between right now. What, what is two and four again? So two is parallel universe <laughs> traveling, and four is the murder mystery involving like supernatural death powers. I like it all combined into one theory. How about that? Alien creationism. Alien creationism and human <laughs> consciousness. These like origin. Are and then, insane. And then yeah, just the no third idea. option that we haven't like revisited right there was just the origin story of a supernatural religion. I like that, but that was too. I like that option at first, but then I was like, ah, no, it's too specific to the fact that we were talking about religion. I wrote these before we talked. Oh. Yeah, this was all written before oh, the shit. podcast. That yeah, we talked before. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, we have touched on something that could fit into yeah, each of these good. four. Like you guys combined have had theories that would have fit into Two. every single one of these Two options. Is screaming to me, I think. I mean, parallel universe jumping. So general. They already described that there's multiple dimensions so i don't think that one's entirely wrong but something about a is appealing to me alien creationism with a focus on human consciousness so so i guess like what you're clinging on to there is just the entity at the end right yeah yeah um i want to guess I said two. I two think final I, answer? Yeah, two is my final. That's the only one that's like really calling to me. I, I mean, all of these are realistic. I mean, these yeah. are all great. This choices. show it doesn't, it's wild. doesn't strike me as a mur- you said murder mystery with death powers, super, like death superpowers power. Yeah, it's yeah. a murder mystery. She came back. Now she has superpowers. Nah, that's too big. I'm going to go with the alien creationism with okay. human consciousness or human intelligence. All right. Good shit. A. That was Final that's answer. a good one. Ugh, they're all good. The way you worded them are fabulous. I'm in on all of them. I'd watch all those shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch all Combine. Those. Can we? Yeah, can we? Maybe we just uh have our pitch for but now. I, I think it's I think we're ready for the rating system, right? Yeah. So I forget what the first one is, but we're gonna make remake it up. So let's here binge. binge. Okay, here is our three rankings. Okay, we're gonna do 
binge worthy binge that's number one that is you are stopping what you're doing whatever you're watching right now throw it out the window you're watching it right now the second one is added to the list meaning you know i really like the show i'm but i'm interested in what i'm watching right now like, whatever like when i is. get time i will watch it yeah i like luke's luke's thing is like okay for binge i'm gonna finish this within the next two or three weeks mm -hmm. the next one is like two or three months now the third one is and for that reason i'm out which means you have to give a reason why you're not absolutely not gonna watch the show which is tough and, and this is very vulnerable do not don't hurt Julia's feelings. No, no. I was going to say be brutal. Like if you need to be, I need you to be God, honest. Brutal no, here. brutal honesty, at least for me, I, I'll I'll talk out my answer. It's between a two and a three because I'm currently still, unfortunately, in the process of watching Peaky Blinders. OK. And I watched this episode and I was like immediately like, fuck Peaky Blinders. Like, let's go into this. Wait, so one or two, you mean like binge I mean, or think, add it to I the list? First, first reaction without thinking logically, like getting that episode done i was binge i was okay one. so one or two you said two but or then three. i was like you know i've been stuck on this peaky blinders train for so long and i'm so close to finishing it i just need to do that before anything else which sure, is why it drops sense. it to a one no, but when dude, i my first, so be up. clear with your rating system it's binge is one okay. like the top so tier first, no first initial reaction right after finishing the episode was binge and then i moved down to add it to the list when i thought logically yes add it to the list Here's my thing about that. And I, I agree and respect you. The, the way I watch TV is like, and I told Luke not to do this because he's middle of season three of Winona. He goes, I'm going to stop Winona and then watch the OA. And I was like, no, don't, don't stop. Because I'm, but I would do exactly the yeah. same thing. So I'm like, let me ride this OA hype while I have it. Yeah. Because if you forget it and go back to Winona, you'd be like, oh, do I really I'm feel not like going to not finish Winona. So don't okay, be worried cool. about it. Right. B Toms. This is a binge for me. I'm, between shows so it wasn't that hard but even if i wasn't i said earlier on this episode after episode one it was late i shouldn't have wanted to watch another episode i wanted to watch another episode i would have if i didn't have to talk at length about episode one <laughs> so yeah this is a binge for me definitely binge worthy period nice okay julie you picked a good one any final OA thoughts from you, Rabbi Girl? No, man. I'm like, I'm so thrilled that you guys, I mean, I'm taking that as a, a, a binge. Really <laughs> yeah, it's basically two binges. Because you know what? Yeah. If you have to give something multiple like tries, like shoves in the ass, then like it's, yeah. it's maybe not. It's not for yeah. you. So, I mean, I did that. What was, I don't know what I, I watched, tried watching multiple shows multiple times like i watched the pilot sure. sort of things and it's like if you don't if you're forcing it it ain't happening mm -hmm. but yeah, i agree with that that's what even though peaky blonders has been taking me so long it's just because i'm so close like i'm literally just one season which are six episodes just and i'm done like i'm just gonna do it i might not like i did enjoy it and i guess i am struggling with it but this would definitely have taken priority if and i again, didn't have so, six, those strong 16 feelings. episodes over two seasons eight and eight but they are weird where it's not a consistent amount of time like this pilot episode was an hour, hour and 10, ten minutes, minutes and some will be 40 minutes okay. and some most will be like 30. 55 yeah some will be really okay. short so those episodes are always like weirdly satisfying to yeah. me like the the idea of like watching a 50 60 minute episode and then the next one being 30 and it ends you're like what the Carnival hell? row was like that a little bit i think, I think thank yeah. god yeah. we had something to say in this chunk of time and that's it yeah yeah like don't we, push it don't do 42 because you yeah. need 42 exactly i totally agree yeah but okay so since this is a success like winona we're gonna come back for winona and do season recaps because it's fucking fun and we love the winona fans and we could do the same with the oa so we'll bring jewel back right. 
and do see because we're all gonna rebinge. Um, like, she's what you like already halfway I through got, the season, right? Yeah, I got like an episode and a half. Yeah, so Dave, it'll be more of a binge for you because for the pod you have to. So yeah, we're gonna set a date. You have time if, now that it's for the pod. Yeah. I will. It will now be in that binge. Yeah. We're making a group chat. I was just gonna say. I want live reactions as they yeah, watch some crazy shit. Yeah, I was, I was gonna text out a bunch of things as I was watching. I was like, I'll just save it for the podcast. But the whole time, like. Five minutes in, I was like, I'm ready to text them. I have no idea what's going on. And five minutes later, should I text them? I really have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I can't wait for the first pitch on episode where we're all like, and for that reason, I'm out. Shark Tank. Are you going to do the outro? <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on... Uh... <laughs> uh, she's she's not wrong there you have it i think that was a very successful another pitch down uh the fans the boys the fans love the oa the fans meaning ryan and dave um but yeah so if you like what you heard give us a listen on <laughs> give us Apple a listen follow us and like <laughs> yeah follow Nobody like listens. subscribe on all of our platforms instagram twitter yeah no one really does honestly we also We're cover all of this this <laughs> is pitch down we <laughs> The sloppiest outro. We covered Winona. Go watch the pilot of Winona. We also cover full seasons of The Magicians, The Boys, The Haunting of Hill House series, Alice in Borderland, the fucking all the Marvel TV shows, Curse, Dab on Curse, the only season of Curse. We got it. Rest in peace. Um, We have a cool new interview coming out for The Magicians fans. So keep an eye out for that. Bam, 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 bam. It's actually probably going to be out before this episode airs. So that's Mm -hmm. good. This is going well. Anyway. This is Binge Town TV. And thanks for listening. And thanks for listening. Yeehaw. Up, dog. Let's fucking go. Gonna hit you with it at the beginning. I was like, we haven't done this. We haven't podcasted together in so long. I'm gonna hit her with the up, dog. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.